0: What you are listening to is real. The parties involved are not cool. They are actual geeks with a case pending in the court of public opinion. The party's case has been dismissed, and the dispute will be settled here on our podcast. There will be no lawyers. There will be no witness testimony. The judge's decisions are final. Hello, I'm Judge Ivan. I'm Judge Jonathan, and this is Geeks on Trial. Today's case, tricks of the trade-in.
1: Welcome to Geeks on Trial. This is the podcast where we settle petty disputes between actual geeks over movies, video games, board games, and more. If you'd like to submit your own geeky case for a future episode, you can email us at geeksontrial at gmail.com. You can also support the show over at patreon.com slash geeksontrial for just a few bucks a month, and you'll gain early access to both our audio and our video episodes before they are
0: released to the general public. Only the coolest people do that. The, you're awesome the, if you do. The, you don't. You're not a geek anymore if you do that, right? You're downgraded to a nerd. <laughs> Everybody who doesn't submit to the Patreon, oh, we're, you're getting stuffed in a locker, pal. Yeah, you better submit by this guy. <laughs> That's right. Sub, submit to Submit. It. Do it. S- submit. Submit. We're talking <laughs> video games. You know, it's summer. It's the month of summer. The month of summer <laughs> has begun. The and, month, well, yeah, mm-hmm. summer, summer, summertime. Yeah, it's a month, right? Summer, 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 summertime. summer, summer, summer time. Traditionally, Gosh. around this time, when all the when all the cool kids are going outside and putting their shirts off and jumping in a, in a lake or something, us nerds. Us nerds are staying indoors. Don't just don't have
1: worry you, about it. <laughs> have you only
0: seen in movies and TV shows how summer happens? No, I know how summer happens. You you go to summer camp and you usually compete with the other kids and you hide your deli meats <laughs> underneath the mattress. <laughs> and when Ben Stiller comes a- in, he says something funny. <laughs> Is that a anyway? Yeah, so anyway, when, when the cool kids are doing that kind of stuff and the Ben Stiller shenanigans, the nerds are inside checking out the E3. Now, oh. E3 used to be, for all you Zoomers out there, the Electronics <laughs> Entertainment Expo, mm-hmm. up until, well, a few years ago, they kind of got soft canceled during the pandemic. And I've been soft canceled a few times. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> a well, shame. I think that's, is that, that's probably better than being hard canceled. Right. But it depends on the context. Now E3 is pretty much gone. As of this year, it really seems like it's not coming back. All the video This is when all the video game companies used to do all their presentations and yes. all their big announcements would come right in the same month. And now everyone kind of does their own thing separately. Right. But we have had some of that uh, this year. I thought maybe we would talk a little bit about just the general feelings in the air uh, the video game news that's been spinning around. And that
1: really started with Nintendo. Nintendo was the first to, like, majorly pull out of doing an E3. And and they would just do their, you know, their... their what do they call them? The tree, tree the house? Nintendo
0: Well, the, the Nintendo Direct is really what you're okay. thinking of. The Treehouse was the sort of a segment they would kind of do still as part of E3. And even... Right. They, they didn't exactly remove themselves from E3 right away, but they did... Make it pretty. They definitely started a trend of doing these pre recorded segments that they didn't have to wait until E3 to do. And right. And I'm, now and I'm sure everyone does
1: that. it was also a hell of a lot cheaper. Instead of renting out this hall, bringing all these these effects and, and people and flying them into uh, California. And, you know, just make it in front of a green screen, film in your home office, film in your home country. And, and that's how you do it. It's just, it's easier. It's, you know, you don't need the people there in front of you. And it wasn't like it was a general public either. That was mainly uh, E3 was only open for press, just, I just press
0: Until like the last few, they kind of experimented with inviting the public to. But at that point, it was over pretty much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, certainly much easier, much cheaper, and you don't have to worry about making mistakes. Right? You, there's you don't have to worry about. I mean, how many e three compilations over the years are there of presenters looking stupid? <laughs> or, right. Of
1: like standing out front and like the video is not playing. And they're like, here's my video.
0: <laughs> or they play a clip from a new game and everyone in the crowd hates it or just doesn't right. care. Uh, you avoid a lot of awkwardness. You also the the unfortunate trade off is. You know, I will always remember classic E threes from when Nintendo would show off the new Zelda game for the first time, right? And the energy of the crowd of everybody so excited and cheering for for that Zelda game. You don't have that anymore, no. so there is a loss. There is kind of a, a trade off. It's from the, from their perspective, from the company's perspective. I there's very little reason for them not to do it this way. It's well, easier.
1: and also, too, with like... So back in the day, you and I uh, went to a uh, convention in New York. I think it was like Digital Life or something. And that was the only time we were able to get our hands on playable demos because Nintendo didn't have internet in a lot of their consoles or a lot of these games were just so large that internet of the time wasn't able to download these demos quick enough or you know easy enough for the company so like um when the i think it was the the original we came out we played a demo game of i forgot what game it was yeah we, um, we played some was right there on the show floor <laughs> and it was like it was huge because yeah. like we were able to get our hands on these games but now you just you, you watch somebody play it on twitch or you you know you get your hands on it via the download store and and there's no need for conventions like this for video games
0: anymore I mean, we're all so old and jaded. (laughs) It's not in life isn't as exciting as it once was. Uh, I mean, you still have like they'll do in-store kiosks like at Best Buy or whatever. And, you know, there's ways to do it that just. uh, Yeah, I think they've they have realized over the years that the amount of effort put in is not necessarily worth what they get out of it. And also money. for
1: a company like I don't know who runs E3 or any conventions that has to be very expensive and a big gamble, too, because like, sure, you're going to put out millions of dollars to rent this giant hall or in, in E3. I think they had like four different venues. And then you don't know if these people are going to come and pay for a ticket.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was it, you know, it's it's from a time when marketing was much less kind of like you said there wasn't, internet wasn't as big. I mean, right. the internet was still pretty big, but it wasn't so ubiquitous. People still had this attachment to in-person conventions and the idea of old school kind of marketing and right. you put out a magazine with a demo disc in it or whatever, what have right. you. And, and now it's just, doesn't really work that way. It's just, well, we put out a YouTube video, pe- the people will find right. it in their Twitter feed or something. Well, it's but like there, the
1: World's Fair, you know. Is it? Because <laughs> I like, think about it. the World's Fair back in the day was a place for you to go see new technologies, and that's what these conventions were. Yeah,
0: sure. You're right. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, you're. No, you're right. So, uh, but there are there are still <laughs> organizations putting together right now. These like there's the Summer Games Fest, which I think is the one run by Jeff Keeley. And there's there's still kind of this movement where. People are trying to generate buzz and excitement. Ubisoft did a press conference. Sony did a press conference. It still seems like in kind of this void of E3, companies have moved in to try to fill these gaps and say, oh, it's June. People, I don't know, there's some nostalgia for still getting excited about games in June. (laughs) I don't know if you have noticed or heard any like gaming news trickling out uh, in the last few weeks or if you have just been not... Paying attention to any of that stuff.
1: I don't pay attention until someone's like, "You should play this game," or it, like it hits the market in like a video or an advert that like I see it. I don't keep track of a lot of game news, but I play a lot of games, so uh you, you might know what what games are coming out. Yeah, what I mean, they in, what's coming
0: down the, the the barrel? To my mind, there hasn't been anything. Down the barrel of the gun. There yeah, I'm going to shoot this game right in your face. There Hasn't been anything like earth shattering. Now we are recording this. By the time this episode is aired, there will have just been a Nintendo Direct that aired, where we know that
1: we we screwed up. We know
0: you got you're, you're spiking the audio when you do that. Where you know they're gonna we know they're gonna talk about Pikmin Four, which is coming out next month. And maybe there will be a few other surprises. I don't know what those are going to be, uh, but I don't think they're going to like announce the next Switch or anything. So hopefully, we're not missing some big announcement they have because we just haven't seen it yet. But uh, we never know with Nintendo because Nintendo
1: doesn't release things when we think they will. So this could be the episode, the the, the thing where they're
0: like Switch Two is here. And it's like what? How? It could. Okay. It could be. I doubt it. I would no. not bet on it. But it, you never know, right? Uh, but, you know, there have been some cool things. Uh, they announced, you know, Konami is doing a remake of Metal Gear Solid 3 and a, and a re-release of the original Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid games as well. There's a new side-scrolling Sonic game that got announced. You know, those can always be usually bad. but maybe, maybe I feel like be they
1: always remake the same Sonic game. over. Like, it's the exact this same, same game. This is a new time. one. Yeah. It's a new Sonic game.
0: Rumors are there might be a new 2D Mario game. That's one of the rumors for Nintendo we might be getting. Uh, like I said, there's, I mean, we've seen some stuff from Alan Wake 2, which I'm excited for. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man 2 uh that's coming out later this year. Starfield is a big one from Bethesda. Uh, but nothing for me has been, I don't know, maybe I'm just like removed from certain mainstream video games are not necessarily my bag. I'm still primarily a Nintendo guy. Uh I mean I'm excited for a lot of the ones I just said, but I don't know. I don't quite I don't know that I have like the same hype that I've had for anything in particular right, right now. Well and
1: plus two, it's it's very oversaturated the market. There's games coming in oh, this all year's the time. Nuts. There's, you know, and because you can download a lot of the indie titles and stuff like that, there's really no like, oh, I need to go out at midnight and go to my local GameStop and pick up a a game. Or, you know, there's there's not the gaming hype because, A, we still have games that are like Minecraft that have been famous for like 10 years and are still very popular. And like the gaming market is, is very different than what it used to be. From where it was like it, like like we were mentioning before, Grand Theft Auto Five is still <laughs> a very popular game. Yeah, and it's been out for three consoles.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so like, games take longer to make, and in some cases they they're more evergreen titles. They're I mean I mean we didn't yeah. used to have games that you could play forever. That right. That didn't happen until. Fortnite until Minecraft, stuff like that. And it, you know, it used, to, and, and because, yeah, n- and now games do take longer, but also it feels like maybe some of it is because of the pandemic. I don't know if there's still games that sh- were delayed, so they would have been spread out more. Because this year, especially the last few months, it feels like we've been just hit with a barrage of a lot of the right. games are ones that I'm not into, but we have had like st- the new Street Fighter, the new Diablo, obviously the new Zelda. There's the new Star Wars Jedi game, right. uh, like, like a lot like, of AAA titles that are just hitting the market like yeah. hard, and a lot of them with bugs. That's another that's another conversation.
1: Bugs, as in like issues, or bugs as yeah, in like yeah. creepy crawlies. Okay, <laughs> no, this is the summer bugs. of spiders, ladies and gentlemen. This is the the bug summer. You gotta get uh, your your Ants <laughs> Life game out and your uh, Bug's Life.
0: Ant, ants and ants life it would just that, be Ants. you just combined ants and a bug's I life did. yeah no that's fine yeah. they're they're pretty close to being the same movie anyway uh but uh you know it's still it's still kind of fun sometimes to to keep up with that that video game news stuff and i, I like what they do a lot of companies nowadays the hype cycles have changed used to be okay. you would hear about a game 3 or 4 years in advance And I feel like a lot of companies have been doing more. So these days, they're going to announce a game that comes out next month or even surprise Mm. this game's out today and you never even knew about it. And that's now, do you feel like this is a
1: thing because like back when we were gaming, so like nineties, early two thousands gaming was more of a, a nerdy thing. It was more of a, a hobby. And now it's more like you have literally a gaming device. Everyone has a gaming device in their pocket with cell phones. And gaming is now like an everyday thing, uh, be it, you know, the, the complexity of a game, like a the, the jewel games or whatever. But like, yeah. do you think it's just because it's everyday thing now? It's like it's it's mainstream entertainment as opposed to like the nerd culture. Do I think what's because of that? Like one? that we are less mm. surprised by all these titles or that these titles just come out as like, oh, yeah, by the way, we have a new game that came out yesterday. You know, yeah. like stuff like that.
0: Yeah, maybe that's part of it. Uh, it could be. It certainly is um, more ubiquitous now. There's more ways to play games and, and a little more um, uh, like games that are out on multiple. There's not as much ex- exclusivity of, right. of, of games or if there is, they're more, they're, the differences aren't as pronounced between the different versions of them. Because I don't want to say it's like an oversaturation, but like it kind of is, but it's just because it's,
1: It's changed into becoming every day now. Gaming is like just always there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there is so much. I mean, with Steam in particular, uh, there's just mountains of... And and indie games, too, are are another huge part of it because that didn't really used to be a thing at all. And now you can just have a million games to play every single week. And that's definitely not how it used to be, so...
1: Now, when you're given games as like a gift during the holidays or or anything like that, do you ever like think to yourself that you wanna sell these games or like try to make money on games? Anything oh, like, like that? You
0: just have too many of them, and maybe like you just too need to many get games. Rid
1: get rid of some. Maybe you don't
0: like the title that somebody gave you. Like, would you? Would you ever sell that? Sell I don't. Uh, well, I guess we. It's so. It is so. You ever see that show? So weird. No. The Disney Channel show? I don't. What's Disney? Yeah, I've never watched it either, but it is so (laughs) weird that you bring that up because it relates kind of tangentially to today's case. Oh, really? Like, it's not exactly what today's case is about, but it's close. It's close. I I don't read the cases. I don't prepare. I just show up. We all know. We all know. Well, we'll get into it. Today's case comes to us from the Internet. You can find a link in our episode description. Our defendant today is Tom. Tom is in need of some extra cash, as sometimes we all find ourselves in need of. Mm -hmm. And Tom finds a way to get it. And he finds a way to get it in the form of his friend, Isabel. Isabel has recently found herself in possession of a handful of Xbox games that she does not desire to own because Isabel is not so into the gaming scene. And so, out of the goodness of her heart, because she does not need these, she offers these games to Tom, free of charge, as a gift. Here, I know you like games. Take my games, Tom, please. I thank you. Tom accepts the games, and then immediately turns around to trade them into the local gaming store for cash. But now, Tom is having second thoughts and feeling guilty. He's not sure... If he has done the right thing in exchanging this gift for money. Now, mm-hmm. as dual judges here on Geeks on Trial, it's our job to determine whether Tom's trade in is a fair trade off or if Isabel should trade him in for a new friend. Oh, that's I like that one. <laughs> good. I like that one. It's good that we like our own stuff because somebody has to.
1: Right. Right. It would be great if you guys liked it. Just hit that thumbs up button and subscribe and give us your money. That's all we ask for. Just little That's things. That's all
0: we ask for is the little, little things. things. Robes aren't cheap. So we t- We get a new robe every week. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have a pile. That's what I'm sleeping on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they make good stuff if you're a mattress. They make a- no, I just use it as a mattress. Well, tomato, tomato. Now, we are talking about video games this week and... Mm-hmm. In particular, as was laid out in that case just now, we are talking about the trading in, the act of trading in video games. Of being traders. And this is a thing that is kind of, we we're talking about video games and the the transformation to digital gaming primarily. The idea of trading games in for money may be a thing of the past within our lifetimes. Yeah, I could see that. It's really... Uh, you know, more and more, physical games are becoming less and less. <laughs> Which does
1: upset me for a few reasons. One, I, I'm a fan of saving money. Some might call <laughs> me cheap. Okay. But I do like getting a used game. I do like you know with the the technology we have with Blu-rays and stuff now, it's a lot harder to like scratch discs, so you're not getting that issue. So like you know you can just save like ten or fifteen bucks on getting a game um, if you just wait a couple months. Depends on the the company. Nintendo games never drop in price ever. Um, but like recently, I forgot the game I bought. It wasn't a game that I was excited to play right off the bat. Like, I didn't need to get it day one. So I waited a month, checked out my local GameStop, and they had it for $10 cheaper. So I picked it up there. Um, Mm. You usually like to get games
0: fresh. (laughs) Leave that fresh game. Are you a a used game buyer? Uh, Not so much these days. I I feel like we maybe talked about this somehow on another episode. I don't know if it was about games specifically. Maybe it was Mm. movies or something. But... Yeah, I don't know what it, it's it's definitely an irrational thing or maybe it's maybe it, was it is movies. from maybe yeah, there you go. Maybe it is from being a kid of, you know, when it used to be cartridges and like you said the the quality of a cartridge could differ a lot more. Right. Uh but th- there is truthfully I think there is some part of me in my brain that's like I don't know. Some person was just playing this game naked on the toilet. Right. <laughs> I don't know what they were doing. It could have been something gross I, was happening. I have a question for you. Do you, how are you with hotels? Oh, I, I love, a, I trust a hotel.
1: You trust a hotel? Because people, yeah, think, they're cleaning is
0: those.
1: I, is that a gym? That might be a Jim Gaffigan bit where it's like, you won't sit in your house naked on a couch, but in a
0: hotel, it's okay. <laughs> you know what I love uh, the Jim Gaffigan does mm. when he talks about Hot Pockets? Oh, he's the Hot Pocket guy? <laughs> he's Jim that, Gaff- Yeah. Huh. That is a funny bit. If anyone's not Good heard of Yeah, go on YouTube, check out Jim mm-hmm. Gaffigan Hot Pockets. You are going to laugh. I oh, promise you're going to laugh. And then you my
1: are. other issue with uh, games being digital is this just came up recently. There is a game that I believe you bought me for a holiday or just gave it to me, the Friday the 13th game.
0: Oh, I, I gifted to, to, on Steam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I think, I think there was like and a bundle where you could get like four copies for five bucks or something. Right. <laughs>
1: and so this game is end of life now. It was, you know, it's, a, it's an online game. You play against people, friends, or the computer. And the game is digital only. And they are, they no longer have the license for Friday the 13th. So you're losing the game.
0: Right. It's gone. Which the ser-
1: is. The servers are gone. Which is the crappy part about that, because it's like, you know, sure, I didn't pay for it. But like, if I were to buy this game, you technically don't own a digital game. So at any moment, if EA
0: goes bankrupt
1: and decides to close, you don't have that game anymore.
0: I mean, let me let me hurt you a little bit more here, because the truth is uh, any game you own digitally, at least on Steam and probably for most other platforms, you technically don't own those games either. Right. <laughs> if you ever want to read the fine print on any of those, at any time, Steam could turn off and you're out of luck. There's no guarantee right. that you own those games forever. Uh, it's all this temporary thing in the in the way our games work these days. And like you're just like technically renting it for a high cost. And, you yeah, know. that's pretty much what it is. And yeah, it can, you know, it's not something that actively bothers me too much because most games are still at least, I mean, I don't play that many online centric games. Right. So most games still you can buy and they will exist and you don't need to worry about servers. The few that do, it's kind of like, it's a risk that I'm okay with taking. If I decide to take that risk, there is now there is another thing about even with single player only games, there's patches that may come down mm. the line in updates. And for example, right. if you're a collector 10 years from now and you you want to buy a used copy of a game, or not even a used copy, maybe it's an unopened copy or something of, uh, of, the news, of a, an old Zelda game now, the most recent Switch Zelda game. But in 10 years, if they shut down their servers from the Switch, you won't be able to download all the updates that they later added to that game. Well, I'm assuming that's big with, like,
1: Super Smash Brothers.
0: Sure. Yeah. Think like, you about probably the,
1: lose all those characters.
0: The and DLC all the, the, for that. Right. You might, you might not have the option to buy it. Which is
1: kind of crappy in a way, because think about, like, you know, we have, like you mentioned, in cartridges that weren't connected to the internet. There's times where I'm like, oh, I have this box of cartridges that I found in my mom's basement. Let me play this game and, and enjoy something from 15, 30 years ago that right. you basically probably won't be able to do or pass it along to your child, niece, nephew, whatever and you won't be able to do that
0: because it just won't be existent. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely uh downsides to it. That's right. for sure. I don't think it's leaving yet, but no, but it, at some point there will I think there will always be just like with records and even now with like boutique Blu-rays like Criterion's and stuff. I think there will probably not Maybe not always, but for a long time, be physical games, but they will become more and more niche and less mainstream. Right. Uh, but let's get back to the, what was the topic of this case? Trading things in and used games. Because, you know, I was saying that these days I'm not so big on used games. When I was younger, I was definitely more about buying used games from GameStop and definitely more about trading games in. Now which, I'm much more of a hoarder slash collector. I'm well it's funny too, because
1: like if you think about all the games that you've like traded in over the years and then you look them up on eBay, it's like, oh crap, I could have spent <laughs> I could have saved a bunch of money on that. The only game that I thought about trading in, which I'm happy I never did, there's a game called Mario DDR. <laughs> and I had it for I guess it was the GameCube. That game I still have in my my storage unit somewhere. It's worth a ridiculous amount of money if you have the entire thing. And I'm happy I didn't, because tri- I probably, GameStop is the worst component of this, and and this, yeah. uh, this whole thing will probably kill GameStop in the end. But GameStop would have been like, here, here's $17 for this game.
0: Yeah, they always <laughs> rip you off. Uh, and uh, GameCube games in particular are kind of notorious, I feel like, for being... There a lot of them are rare. They didn't yeah. print a ton of them. Uh I have a f- few that I won't part with because I love them mm-hmm. that are worth a probably like two or three hundred dollars right. a piece. Uh but I but I really love those games. I'm like, I'm glad that and I remember like, oh yeah, I'm pretty sure I bought that used for ten dollars. <laughs> so well, because you want to eventually go back and play it
1: or have right. the ability to play it.
0: Yeah, but no, so, so so, you were never, were you never really a person who traded in a lot of, of video games? I did trade in games, but
1: always, like, kicked myself for it the older I got. So, like, when I was, like, 10, yeah. 11, 12, I had a set, like, I never got an allowance as a kid, but I was able to get whatever I wanted. Like, if I wanted to get a new game, my parents would be like, fine, here is your, like, budget for a game. And if it was, like, a $40 game, oh, let me trade in this so I can get the add-on for it or get the Mad Cat's they controller for it. They a calculator
0: and, they're like, a typewriter, and they're like, we'll deduct that from your <laughs> daily, right, yeah. your, your monthly budget <laughs> with their little accountant's but, visor.
1: <laughs> and then, like, you would go into GameStop, and they're like, here, well, because at one point, GameStop would give you more money if mm-hmm. you were
0: just trading in To get a new game. You could choose store credit or cash. And they always, they still do this. You get more store credit than if you just want cash.
1: Which makes sense.
0: Yeah, they want you to put it back into their ecosystem. (laughs) Right. Now, did you ever sign up for the
1: the game enforcer (laughs) card or whatever they called
0: that? Oh, well, I think I might have got their magazine for a while. Uh, Which I
1: think to get their magazine, you had to be part of the GameStop rewards or whatever yeah, crap it was
0: called. I might have done that for a while. I don't really remember, but I definitely traded in my fair share of games. I mean, at the time it was often like, yeah, that was the way to get new games when I was desperate. Right. And sometimes those games were just bad. Sometimes now I kind of regret it. Uh, or like, I mean, I, I remember one time going to the mall and not eating dinner that night, because I used the money to buy a game Let's Go get instead. games, yep. Uh, so, stuff like that uh, that That's I That's called an addiction.
1: <laughs> you had a problem.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just had to get and the new y-
1: Nintendo DS game, man. You, you go to. home and you're like, I'm a hungry. And your mom's like, well,
0: sorry, you, you screwed up. Yeah. Learn your lesson. Now... Trading in a game somebody else got. Now, we've all been in this scenario, especially, I think, with video games, because I feel like this would happen a lot with parents or older relatives, where either they would buy you the wrong game or they just would go, oh, Ivan likes video games. Let me buy him the latest big bass fishing (laughs) or whatever that you're like, I don't have an interest in that. Which that has (laughs) happened. Yeah, what's, do you have any, I'm trying to remember it. Usually my parents were pretty good about, you know, they would just ask me if there was a game I wanted, but was there ever a See, game that was, someone would get for you that you were like, no.
1: <laughs> that was always interesting for me because like Christmas for me, because like I was so into technology and gadgets and cameras and video games, it would be my parents being like, just give me a list of what you want. Yeah. And you basically got that every year for the holidays. Like there was, there was surprise, like, you know, the parents throw in something, that you didn't know you were getting, but like you basically had to know because our parents, I mean, you're probably in the same field uh, that your parents didn't know, like what the latest tech was. They're like, whatever, here you go. Just what do you want?
0: <laughs> yeah. I'd be like very specific when Amazon became a thing. It was, yep. it was great to be like, look, here's a link. <laughs> click it, <laughs> click it, click buy. But the only issue
1: with those Amazon links, you could tell when they bought something or they didn't buy something. Cause they would show if it was purchased.
0: <laughs> well, now that, you know, you, and you put it on your wish list. You can, it'll like tell you or won't tell you unless you click if you want. There's 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 a a system. There's a system in place. But I don't know
1: if there was a a game in particular that happened. I definitely, like I was given the the big Buck Hunter or one of those games before. And like, Mm -hmm. I think I just kept it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I was definitely, I was given a game. So I was always a Nintendo person later on, had the PlayStations. Somebody gifted me, it might've been an aunt or an uncle, gifted me a Xbox game. And I'm like, oh. what the f- do I do with this? <laughs> and he
0: didn't have an Xbox.
1: I don't have an Xbox. <laughs> right. Because they just assumed, oh, here, buy the kid a video game. And it was like <laughs> video game.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I think I ended up either, I think I went to GameStop, which I was at my local GameStop Quite a bit, so like I knew the employees there as a teenager. They just kind of let me trade it.
0: Yeah, they just yeah. gave
1: me. They're like, it's because it's the same money on the, the the PlayStation as it was on the Xbox. So it's like, here, just take this. We'll take that and have a good day.
0: Yeah, that's nice. So,
1: but I think um, that was basically it. I remember. Um, I think I did receive like a box of assorted PlayStation and N sixty four games when I was like twelve. And I just remember I didn't sell any of them. I just kind of weeded through the good ones. And I think I still have all of them to this day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's You never, I'm always afraid of like, what's the game I'm going to regret s- right. selling or getting rid of, or even if it's just for nostalgia or whatever it is, there's always that, you know, which is definitely, it's like, it's a collector hoarder mentality of, or almost more of like a FOMO thing of. Right. I don't know. What if one day you never know when I'm 57 and I want to and I want to go back and play The Jungle Book on my Super Nintendo, <laughs> right? I'm gonna want, even though I can just download it digitally or whatever somehow else. Right. I, I might want now, that cartridge. Are you the type of person that has fear when somebody gives you a gift?
1: That you give it away and they're going to be like, hey, where's that, you know, that coffee mug that I bought <laughs> right. you? And you're like, "Uh, because that's me. I will keep any gift that somebody gives me. And nine times out of ten, fam- this more so is from family members because like friends, they know my active hobbies. They know stuff that's going on. So like they understand. But like from, you know, that happens with family members sometimes. But like I don't, I'll just pack it away.
0: Yeah, I don't think my family would ever even remember <laughs> what they did or didn't get for me at any point.
1: But, like, do you have that guilt? Because, like, you would think – so, like, uh, Isabel gave Tom all these games.
0: Right, right.
1: Isabel shows up at his apartment, goes, hey, let's play that game that I gave you. And you're like, ah, uh, shit.
0: <laughs> right. Well, this is an interesting situation because uh, these aren't – It's. Isabel, first of all, did not buy these games. It's not like Isabel was thinking of Tom. It was Tom's birthday right. or something. And Isabel said, hey, I've got some games for you. I picked these out just for you. This was, right, it wasn't
1: like a, a gift.
0: Yeah, well, according. I mean, it was. According to the case file, it was. Isabel was given these games. Like, she got them secondhand. And because she had no desire for them, she gave them away. So... There's at least one layer removed here in terms of judging Tom, I think, because it wasn't a heartfelt, oh, this is the kind of thing you'll like. Right. This is your birthday
1: gift. This is your Christmas gift. It's just basically, here, I got this crap in my basement. Do you want it?
0: <laughs> right. On the other hand, I don't know. You know, it's it does feel still a little bit insulting. Or or even like you're almost getting ripped off to be like, I gave you stuff I didn't need, but now you just have money and I could have money. I could have right, had that money. Was,
1: that's <laughs> what popped into my head where it's like, oh, I f you find out that you sold these. I
0: could give me that money. Right. Isabel could have sold those games also, but she thought, oh, well, someone else can just use them. Right. Of course, there, you know, when you are if you're given something, you know, technically it's within your right to do whatever you want with them.
1: Right. But, you know, some people have uh, consciences.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's not to say that socially you can or should do whatever you want with right. them, but at least legally <laughs> you're in the clear. You can.
1: And, like, technically, is
0: it wrong? I don't know. Because, it's like, you know,
1: it, you're, you're right. It wasn't like they got you a, a wedding gift and they, they put thought and time into it and it was... But it was still donating, giving something to you that, you know, out of the kindness of their heart.
0: Now, I think there's also a a factor of time here, because it's one thing if you've had a game for 10 years. Right. And they're going through all your old stuff and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm selling some old games.
1: Let's have a yard sale. Let's, you
0: know. Which I I, I I did a couple of years ago, and I'm sure one or two of the games that were in there were games that someone gifted me at some point. I mean, but they're
1: mainly everything I've ever given you over the past 20 years. And I don't I'm, even...
0: Honestly, the things you give me, I just don't even know. I just throw them in a bin. Like, I don't even I, You have what a dumpster,
1: and it's labeled <laughs> Ivan's Gifts. Yeah, and, and in like, parentheses, listen. Trash. <laughs> well, which, which I go into that dumpster and yeah. just rewrap them for you every year, so...
0: Oh, uh, yeah, 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 That's smart. That's smart. But, That's why you
1: keep getting the My Little Ponies game every
0: year. It's also not... Now, the ge- he does mention two of the games specifically, which are mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto V and Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, Did he
1: mention what they're on? Uh, Xbox. Like, system-wise.
0: So, presumably, Xbox One? <laughs> so, <laughs> we're to assume these are fairly recent Red Dead titles? Redemption 2 didn't... It only came out on the latest Xbox, I think, which is Xbox. So, series. I don't. I can't keep track of all the the Xboxes. All have stupid names. I don't know what they. Yeah, I know. Yeah, (laughs) but it's not. We don't know. First of all, it's not mentioned that if he has these games already or not. Because that's another possibility. It would be. I think it would definitely be weird if he already had them and didn't say anything to her and was like, Oh, I'll just take those doubles and sell them.
1: And it, are we also to assume that Tom is a gamer? Because sure, I, I think he might so. he might play games, but is he like the kind of person like, mm. does he enjoy these two titles? Does he enjoy these games that were given to him? Or are they just here's some games? Yeah, you know, I mean like
0: I don't know how hardcore of a gamer he is, but I think we can at least assume he owns an Xbox console to play these on. Okay. Uh, so, so there's there is that, but now do we know? Because I don't do any research. Do we know if these games were brand new? So Isabel no. got these games. These were set. Someone else was in this case was moving away. Okay, left is- the games right. with Isabel, and so Isabel. So these are these are opened, presumably used games that she's giving.
1: So, but so Isabel did the exact same thing that he did but she didn't <laughs> get money for it that's
0: that is technically true yeah I, you're right so
1: somebody gave these games to isabel thinking isabel was a gamer and that wouldn't she would enjoy they would enjoy this game box and now they moved now she just moved them to a different household
0: yeah that that is so that is true isabel was just the the middle person she was just you know i think she al- just held them a lot of this depends maybe on exactly the way Isabel worded this gift. Was it, Hey, I don't need these. Do right. you, do you want them? Or can you do anything with them? Was it, Hey, here's a little present for me to you. Uh, Was it just, Hey, I'm going to show up at your house for dinner one night here. I got this bag of games. Take it. I think probably like the issue here is less so Tom's trading them in and more so Tom's not being upfront about his intentions. And that's, I think probably why he's feeling guilty is that he should have said, you know, Oh, I already either. I already have these or just, just casually like, Oh, I don't know. I might play them, but is it, do you mind if I just, trade them in or, 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 you know, if you don't need them, you could even see, he could say to her, you could always trade them into the store and get some money for right. it. And then if she says, no, I don't feel like it. Like then you're definitely in the clear. Cause she's just, she's giving up the right to do that at that right. point. Right? She
1: just wants them out of her house, take these, do whatever. But yeah, you're right. Because like, you know, he could have been upfront, but now it's like, oh, I see these games. This is money. You're just handing me money.
0: Yeah, but is it... I don't know if that necessarily makes it wrong. No,
1: but that's... Because, like, do you need to make your intentions with my daughter up front?
0: <laughs> I think if it were me and I, someone gave me these games, I would definitely feel a little weird about just turning right around and selling them. Right. I, it I'd like, feel
1: weird. Because like, if I own said game, if I did whatever, I would try to turn around and either figure out how to get it so I could use it or like maybe trade it in to buy another game. That would be a different thing. Mm. But it seems like they're not using this money for gaming. They're using it for other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, real life story, I was given a game or it might've been a movie and I already owned said movie. So instead of going to the person and being like, Hey, you screwed up. I own this already. What I did was I just traded it in or ended up returning, like doing a swap out kind of program and just getting another DVD from that thing. They got me.
0: Yeah. And that's fine. Like that's fine. Cause you are, you have right. it. So it's like, you're not really, you're not like getting rid of a gift. Right. You had, you just had the gift in it earlier form right. and if they come over technically you still have it so you can be like oh yeah you got me this but i do think if i were doing this i wouldn't want to tell the person that i was doing it no. and, and, I, and that makes me think it's wrong because why don't i want to tell them unless i right. think it's wrong now would you be upset you personally you buy
1: me you give me a box of games and then you find out that i sold said box games would you be personally upset I pro like I don't think I would
0: be so upset, right? But I would probably not like if if it were me and I had games I didn't want, I would either sell them myself, or like I would make sure I wouldn't give them to you or another friend unless I said, "Do you like want these? Ge- would you play these games?"
1: Exactly. Like you wouldn't just be like, "Here, just take these. I don't want them."
0: Yeah, I mean, unless unless I was like, you know, oh, I just know there's no way I can get any money for this, so I don't even right. care if you can get a dollar to have good luck. But, uh, yeah, I think I would, I would be more likely to just clear it with them and be like, look, I, I'll get rid of them, but if you want, if you'll use them, take them. Right, that's when you, like,
1: if you, like, host uh, an event, just have a table, be like, anybody want this stuff, take it.
0: Yeah, and then well, at that point, then it's like do whatever you want with it. I don't, you don't need to tell me. <laughs> I don't need right. to be involved a, a, after that point. Uh, so, I, I'm, I'm, am sort of, you know, well, once again in the middle on this one right now, where I don't think that what Tom did was again technically not wrong, but there right. is a part of me that feels like if it were me, I would feel bad about it. And I guess I don't know if is that feeling bad about it rational or not? Should I, should I feel bad about it? Or is that just a societal pressure put on me? That doesn't really mean anything.
1: It is. But like, we also like, we live in a society, Jerry, like we (laughs) need to like, like there's certain standards that like, you know, because if, if, if Isabel finds like if I was Isabel Mm -hmm. and I found out that you sold these games, then I just wouldn't give you these things ever again. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, but you, because you know what i'm saying like because it's like oh i can give them to somebody else who will actually use them and enjoy them it's like you know when somebody gives a kid their old trading card collection and that kid turns around and just goes and sells them down at the the pawn shop you know it's kind of the same thing where it's like oh well i would have just hang hung on to them or gave them to somebody else who cares or would get enjoyment out of them
0: yeah yeah
1: so i definitely like i side with I don't know. It's. It, you're right. It's a split down the middle and like it's weird
0: <laughs> because well, like
1: I could, I'm trying to figure out like what side I would
0: be on, but you know, do we want to do verdicts now? I think I no, for, can. Uh, yeah. Verdicts. Yeah. 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 I think, I think I can do it. I think I can put mine I, together. I think I have an opinion. <laughs> I want
1: to, I'll go first this okay, time just okay, to, okay. to break,
0: break show tradition. <laughs>
1: Uh, so we're trying to say if if Tom is guilty or not guilty for correct. trading these games in correct and I feel like Tom is guilty I feel like Tom is guilty because these were <laughs> oh, sorry something just oh there there's a fly fine. I gotta yeah yeah, yeah. Tom is guilty because, you know, these were given to him. He wasn't straightforward with Isabel. He didn't say, hey, you know, I'm not really vibing with these games. I might just go sell them. You know, he doesn't necessarily need to ask for permission, but he should just be like, hey, um, these aren't my cup of tea. Do you care what I do with them? No, no, do whatever. You know, this could have been an open conversation because it seems like that's the kind of friendship that him and Isabel have. Where if Isabel's is just like, here you go, it's kind of like a back and forth like that that I feel like Isabel would be like, I don't care. I just don't want them. But because Tom never said anything and never brought it up, and you know, someday Isabel might be like, Hey, do you still have Grand Theft Auto five? I need to play it again for the nineteenth <laughs> time. I might be a little bitter about not having a Grand we Theft know. Auto six, but We know. Uh, but, you know, I, I would be I would be kind of upset. So right. I would definitely say, Yeah, he is guilty.
0: So I agree with you that I do think he could have gone about it in a better way. Oh, perfect. Okay, then we can just wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> for me, I think the linchpin of this case and the thing that makes the difference to me is that, as we said, this was a hand me down of a hand me down. Right. If if this was a if Isabel went out to Target and purchased a game and gave it to him, then a hundred percent he's guilty for just doing turning around and doing this immediately because it it wasn't, she didn't like pick these out. She just came into possession of them. While I don't fully agree with the way Tom went about it. I don't think that he is fully guilty either. And so I am going to err on the other side of it and declare Mm. him from my perspective as an, as a no, no guilty as a no, no tip. As a no, not no, no tip, guilty, no tip, no guilty. Good, okay. Well, we are we are split here. It's a mistrial, folks, and what that means is that both parties are going to get punished. <laughs>
1: right, because we are uh, an unfair and unjust courtroom, and everyone gets punished
0: because we're we're feeling saucy today. That's right. So you you will be doing the sentencing for Tom, and I will be sentencing Isabel.
1: So I definitely think Tom, uh, you know, has to get everybody's hand-me-downs from everything. <laughs> Clothing, food, video games, DVDs, and he has to be their storage. You know, on another episode, we talked about a comic book collection that was getting too big, and maybe the couple has to get rid of the comic He has to store that person's comic books as well. So he is now <laughs> the storage for all the comic books and can't sell it. All these
0: hand-me-downs, can't get rid of them. He must keep them. All right, maybe he's got to make use of them. (laughs)
1: He has to make a YouTube channel talking about (laughs) uh, all this
0: stuff. That's always going to be our punishment from now on. Create content. (laughs) You've got to be a content creator. You have to get in the same boat we are. One of the worst punishments you can give anyone. Uh, Isabelle, I think she needs to become a gamer. She needs to learn and understand the value of what she's so frivolously. Gave away. She needs to go all in. She's buying... She's going in on Dark Souls, the whole series, Elden Ring, uh, Sekiro, and Bloodborne. She's got to get fully into it and devote herself to a gaming lifestyle to understand what it's like on the other side.
1: Forget seeing the sun for days. Not, (laughs) you know.
0: She has to go to E3, even though there's no E3. World of Warcraft. And she's got to at least... Like every day, she's got to have at least one bag of Doritos and one can of Mountain Dew. Yeah, you know, there's, I you I would have
1: went a lot harder. She has to beat the E.T. Atari game. <laughs> beat it.
0: Mm, wow. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's an unbeatable game, I believe, or unfinished. I forgot the lore of that. Uh,
0: I don't know if it's unbeatable. I just know it's not that good. <laughs> well, <laughs> those are our punishments for these two mm-hmm. people. And I wonder where our audience sides because we were split on this one. Do you think Tom is guilty or not guilty? You can email us to let us know your thoughts. GeeksonTrial at gmail.com is the place. And you can also go there to submit your own geeky cases, which we will judge on our show just for you, free of charge. All we ask is that you email it to us or use our handy-dandy form, which is located in our episode description.
1: And if you want to help the show out, which we would hope you would, you can head on over to our Patreon, Let's Patreon.com slash Geeks on Trial. And just for a few bucks a month, you can get early access to all of the things that we do and potentially future projects that we'll do with this show. But if you don't have the money, fine, I get it. Some people have a gaming addiction. I do as well, and I don't want to trade in my games to host, you know, help a podcast. You can give us a five-star rating. You can give us a five-star rating on whatever podcatcher hosts you enjoy and you can give us that thumbs up and subscribe over on the youtube
0: channel all that stuff is good and uh check us out uh, the episode description has links to all our socials or tiktok all that kind of garbage uh it's really good you should check it out and as a oh. little bonus uh, we are going to be appearing both of us together on the codenames live streaming show where we'll be playing the card game codenames ivan and i as a team this is the start of a week-long tournament So we might be showing up more than once if we do well, Uh, but our confirmed first show will be on July 3rd, uh, the day before July 4th. That is a Monday, I believe. I don't know. Sure. Check your calendar uh, and we'll be posting on our socials uh, the the exact time that it starts and all that. But if, or if you just want to search on Twitch, Codenames Live, you'll probably find it. Uh, That'll be a lot of fun. So if you want to check us out over there. If you want to follow us individually, you can follow me on Twitter at quentz. And you can find links to all the podcasts and YouTube stuff that I also do. Sign up for my newsletter if you'd like, uh, my personal website, which is jonathanestis.com.
1: You can find me over at ivanhan.com and you can find me over on YouTube, youtube.com slash the snack guy. I just reviewed that wonderful Grimace purple shake. Mm, I want Let me that. tell you, it's not bad. I want not that great, Grimace shake. But not bad. It's uh it's berry flavored, which I, I guess I what grimace, grimace. I wish it was furrier. <laughs> Just yeah, get a cat. Good look and look a cat. All well, could be like a elf. Got a purple cat. Eat eat a purple cat.
0: Let's be careful. Let's be careful with the. This could get this could get into dangerous territory demonetized
1: very quickly. But one thing I want to say about the codenames live is there is a live chat room. So join us. Let us know you're watching and support us in that chat room on the third.
0: Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll probably plug it again next week because we've got a, a another couple of weeks before it airs. But And on all of our social medias and whatnots. Yeah, you'll be sick of hearing it soon. <laughs> you will. <laughs> but you're not sick of hearing us, I hope. Uh, and we God, appreciate I hope not. your listenership or your viewership, however you choose to consume us. We like being consumed. Thanks so much. I'm Jonathan Estes. I'm Ivan Hahn. And this has been Geeks on Trial. Catch you next time.